You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. I think most of us understand when you're literally blind, it means you, you can't see. Figuratively, when you're blind, it says about you that you are ignorant to some things, especially things that are significant and essential. There are certain things as children of God we don't need to be blind to. Certain things we don't need to be ignorant concerning. God made it his business to give us shepherds according to his heart in order for us not to be blind said in reference to his shepherds in Jeremiah 3 and 15, I'll give you shepherds according to my heart that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. They're going to feed you with what you need in order not to be blind. Because again, you do not want to be ignorant, unaware, or not discerning certain things, especially the seasons of God. It's, it's sad when a person is, is blind to seasons such as better is here and better is coming. Still mumbling and complaining when, when God is blessing every body around him or her not realizing if God is doing it for my brother my sister my pastor my my armor bearer my such and such and my such and such sooner or later it's gonna fall on me but when you're blind you will allow your mouth to kill what God has purpose for you to receive. Don't look like that. You know Proverbs 18 and 21 tells us in part that death is in the power of the tongue. See, we have to be to the point to where we, we are so aware of things according to the scripture that when we see just an inkling of a blessing falling upon somebody, we start saying, God headed my way. Because we know how God is. If God does it for one person, he'll do it for somebody else. He ain't going to leave us out. He is no respecter of person. So being dangerous is... Well, being blind is dangerous, I should say. 
Being blind is dangerous. Biblically, there are many types of blindness. I want to look at three types of blindness tonight. Three types that we need to know about, but specifically three types that the omniscient God told me to put on your plate tonight. You got your plate? Let's go to Matthew 23. Matthew 23. And let's consider the first type of blindness. Which is blindness that comes from being hypocritical. Notice what Jesus said here in Matthew 23, 23 and 24. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. Hypocrites. You pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin. And have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camp. Who Jesus knew how to talk about folks. Hypocritical blindness. Now, now notice his problem with the Pharisees and the scribes or these religious folk is that they wanted to do some of the word. I said they wanted to do some of the word. See, the reason Jesus has a problem with folk who just want to do some of the words and, and deems them hypocrites can be summed up in what he said to the devil in Matthew 4 and 4. When he, when he told the devil, man shall not live by bread alone, but every, every word of God. Everything that God allows to be said or revealed. Everything that God has written from Genesis to Revelations or has used men and women of God to write from Genesis to Revelation. And we have to understand that to the point to where we rightly divide the word in order to be properly fed. That's the reason it's a blessing to have a pastor that's led by the Holy Spirit. Because a legitimate shepherd will make sure that sheep understand fully what it is to live not just by some passages but by the word that God is releasing 
for seasons. I said for seasons. How many have realized that God is a seasonal God? He does certain things in seasons. And so we don't want to be hypocritical. We don't want to be phony and only live by certain passages in Scripture. Only put emphasis on certain passages. We want to make sure that we speak what does says God when God when God puts it in us and that we think, talk, and do according to his written and revealed word. Second type blindness is found in the book of 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, and we're going to consider the third and the fourth verse. 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. So we're not going to be here to hypocritical off. We're going to live by the word. Like Jesus told the devil in Matthew 4 and 4. But consider 2 Corinthians. Chapter 4. Verses 3 and 4. This is what Paul, the author of the book, said to the church. Even if our gospel is veiled or hidden, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Whose minds the God of this age has blinded. Who do not believe less the light of the gospel of the glory of of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Notice the second type blindness is blindness that comes from us allowing enemies to play with our mind, to play with our thoughts. Pastor is preaching that God is going to do this, that, and the other. But, but the enemy plays with your mind by bringing up your circumstances. Saying to you, well, well if God is going to do that for you, why in the world are you going through this, that, and the other? Trying to put the same spirit on you that, that enemies have put on Gideon. When the messenger showed up and, and, and called Gideon a mighty man of God and told him God was with him. Gideon's mind was so messed up, he, he had to ask God's messenger, well, if God is with us, why in the world am I going through all that I'm going through? Why in the world is Israel going through all that they're going through? See, the enemy will mess up your mind. And cause you to look at things what, biblically speaking, you have been told not to look at. What do you mean, preacher? 2 Corinthians 4 and 18 tells us that the things we see 
are just temporary. They're temporary. See, we, we try to make certain trials that we go through permanent. And we can actually do it because of our mouth. Remember what I stated earlier. Proverbs 18 and 21. Death is in the power of the tongue. You can make something that, that was meant to be temporary permanent with your mouth. With your mouth. But when we understand as children of God that when it comes to God fulfilling his word, number one, we have to live by faith and not consider sight or certain things that we're going through. Isn't that what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7? For we walk by faith. And not by sight. See, sight ain't going to get you the victory. I said sight ain't going to get you the victory. 1 John 5 and 4 tells us the victory that overcomes the world is even our faith. You cannot allow the enemy to blind your mind and cause you to turn what you shouldn't be looking at into a permanent situation. Talk to your situation and let your situation know you're going to pass. You are not here to stay. I am in a season where better is here and better is coming. And, and I say to you, you're going to pass. Matter of fact, tell somebody I'm going through something right now. But I'm not going to allow my trouble to blind me. Because I know trouble don't last always. Especially when it comes to a child of God. Matter of fact, you, you need to get in your being. This too shall pass. Go ahead and try it out one time. Get that hand ready. This too shall pass. Look at somebody and tell them this too shall. This too shall. I thought some of y'all would be on your feet by now helping me out a little bit. This too shall. This too shall. This too shall. I'm a child of God. I don't walk by sight. I don't walk by my present situation. Hebrew writer so understood it. He told the Hebrews that were going through trouble at the time in Hebrews 10 and 35. Cats not away. Therefore your confidence which has great reward. Then told him you got need of endurance. That after you done done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Letting them know the promise going to come. Told them the promise was going to come to the point to where that, that God would not delay or tarry. You can never give up on what's got to happen. It's got to happen as long as you stay in the word. You ain't read Matthew 24 and 35. Heaven and earth shall pass, but not God's word. It 
was so in the New Testament as well as the Old Testament because Isaiah revealed in Isaiah 55 once he sends forth his word it will not return unto him void. What is it going to do, Isaiah? Everything that he sent it to do. If God doesn't send a word for you to have better, you better hold on because better, yeah, is here, but better ain't through coming. Say to your neighbor, you might be going through something right now, but we're still in a season of better. I know you done got something better, but you better keep holding on because better is still coming. And better got a partner, bigger. So better gonna bring bigger with him. Shout at somebody better and bigger things are here. So don't kill it with your mouth. Come on, let's give God the praise. We're not going to let enemies blind us from the gospel, from the good news. God is going to do everything that he said plus. Some of y'all that let y'all believe that. Say to somebody, God going to do everything he said plus. Don't act like you don't know the word. The Bible tells us he'll do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. That's the reason you got to dance about the gospel. You got to turn about the gospel. You got to leap about the gospel. Even when you're going through trials and tribulation, you got to take James' advice and count it all joy. got to give God the glory anyhow. Well, seem like ain't nobody going through it but me. You got to be out your mind. All of us going through something. Don't you know the enemy trying to stop what he can't stop? He's trying to hinder what he can't hinder but for a short time because God done already decreed in blessing. I'm going to bless you. In making you the head, I'm going to make you the head. In causing you to live above only, I'm going to do it. Why? Because I am God and if I said it, I'll do it. I'll bring it to pass. You ready to preach a little bit? Tell somebody, God is not a man that he should lie. Not the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said it? Shall he not do it? Shall he not make it good? Don't allow enemies to blind you. Because there are gods of this age that have been assigned to try to persuade you that you're not going to receive what God promised you. But you are going to receive it. Yeah, you are. 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. All of the promises of God in him are yes. What else? Amen. Amen means so be it. Let it happen. God had already put the amen on you receiving better and bigger things. And he done put examples in your church. Better 
is not just happening in character. Better is happening in Noonan. Better is happening in Rome. Better is happening in Roberta. Better is happening throughout the refuge connection of churches. So we cannot allow the enemy, the God of this age, to blind us from the good news that God is revealing. The final type blindness is found in our primary text. A blindness where people have entered into a state where they are unwilling to change. Unwilling to hear the gospel. Unwilling to hear the power or about the power that resides in the name of Jesus. People that don't want to hear better and bigger is here. Don't want to hear it. Because they have gotten in a place, a state. That they do not want to change. And when you consider the words of Jesus in the text. It's as if it's a permanent state. Said to his disciples concerning. Some blind folk leave them alone. You know when God don't even deal with folk. Whenever God tells you to stop praying for certain folk. Or tell you not to do certain things. You know that God done cut. That, that were churches that I went to for years. And, and then all of a sudden God said, I don't want you going back to that church. I didn't ask him why. I just said, yes, sir. And, and people will ask me, we going to such a, no, we ain't going this year. We ain't going this year. We done got a divine order not to go. And, and God is omniscient. He's omnipotent. So, so you know if God has gotten to the point to where he tells you not to deal with somebody. You need to listen. 
Folk ask me concerning so Have you talked to someone? No, God told me not to talk to him. Such and such want to see you. Tell them I can't see him. Well, so and so want to see you too. You want me to tell them the same thing? No, I tell them I see them. Leave them alone. See, when God leaves people alone, we, we have to consider certain things that happen in Scripture. Like in the book of 1 Samuel, the 15th chapter, when when Saul repeatedly, or King Saul repeatedly disobeyed God. And so finally God said to his prophet, Samuel, I have rejected Saul from being king over Israel. Modern terms, I'm done with Saul. I done gave him chance after chance. But he won't do what I've been telling him to do. I, I really need to show you what was stated in 1 Samuel 15 and 25. Go there with me real quick. Now notice what Samuel, God's prophet, said to Saul. Let me start, well, let me start at the 22nd verse. I said I wanted to read the 25th verse, but I really want to read the 23rd verse. But consider 1 Samuel 15 and 22. So Samuel said, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? See, see, when God uses his prophet to speak, he's looking for the sheep to obey. When God makes it his business to give you a shepherd according to his heart to feed you with knowledge and understanding, he's looking for you to obey. And, and see, God spoke to Saul indirectly through the prophet Samuel. Bearing witness to what Amos revealed in Amos 3 and 7. Surely the Lord God will do nothing unless he reveal his secrets unto his servants, the prophets. And see, this, this is the key right here. What Saul and so many people don't understand. Second Chronicles 20 and 20 says, if you believe God's prophets. Not, not just a prophet, God's prophets. 
you shall prosper. See, it's a whole lot of folk talking. They profit this, profit that. Pastor this, pastor that. But when you can discern that this is a man of God. Like the woman who discerned that Elijah was a man of God. She told her, that's a man of God right here. See, if you are truly filled with the Holy Ghost, you're going to be able to tell as a mature child of God whether your shepherd is legit or not. I didn't say he was perfect. I didn't say she was flawless. I said you're going to be able to tell if the person is legit. And and so Samuel had, had been giving Saul message after message in reference to what God was telling Samuel to tell Saul. Or to preach to Saul. And of course, God changes not. Same way he does it with your past. Week in and week out. So notice what happens. First Samuel 15, and I'm going back to the 22nd verse. So Samuel said, as the Lord great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord. That's the question he put before him. Then he turned around and said to him, Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. To heed than the fat of rams. And then he identifies what not obeying God repeatedly is. You hear me? Not obeying him repeatedly is. It's rebellion. And then he tells, saw this right here, for rebellion. Is that's the sin of witchcraft. But then it's also not just rebellion, it's stubbornness. And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. In other words, he, he, was, he was saying to Saul, you worshiping another God. That's what idolatry is. It's the worship of another God. You're supposed to be serving Jehovah. But because of your stubbornness, you act like you're worshiping or serving other gods. And some of us in here tonight, you you know, we we, we kind of stubborn. I said, some of us in here tonight, we, I, I'm not saying you like Saul. At least I pray you're not. But, but some of us in here, I, you, you kind of stop. You can hear a message over and over again and you still won't do the right thing. It's as if you don't even hear what's being proclamated. You just go on your little merry way like it, it's just something being said. I hope this passage right here got your bell ranking. <laughs> what you mean? I hope it's waking you up tonight. Listen to this. He goes on to say in the latter part of verse 23, because you have rejected 
the word of the Lord. He also has rejected you from being king. going back to our primary text undoubtedly for Jesus to tell his disciples to leave the blind alone rebellion had to be there Stubbornness had to be there. And rejection of the word of God had to be there. So again, he said, let them alone. Don't waste one word on them. Don't give them Isaiah 53. Don't give them Romans 10, 9, and 10. They don't want to be saved. Quit begging that boy to do such and such. He don't want this. And, and, and sadly, like, like Saul was a part of God's kingdom and was stubborn, rebellious, and rejecting the word of God. You have folk like that in the church. That just. Rejected. Now you know my prayer. My, my sincere prayer is, is. I don't want nobody in God's church. In the refuge connection of churches. To get to the point. To where God has to tell your pastor. Look I don't even want you trying to tell. So so and so. A brother so and so. This that and the other anymore. Just let it go. Because see. You do have those that say. There's no, there's no way that can happen in the church. But if it happened with Saul. Who was a part of the kingdom. Surely God is no respected person. It'll happen to people that repeatedly reject the word of God. Say to your neighbor, that's a scary thing. Especially when God is sending forth a word not to kill you but to help you. God gives us a word to help us. God gives us a word to make us productive in every aspect of our life. Some of us should have shouted because when you came to the church, you were at a low point in your life, but God put word in you week in and week out, and he raised you from the bottom to the top. Am I right? And so Jesus said, let them alone. They're blind. When God takes his hands off folks, they're blind. 
because of their wickedness. It's wicked to reject the word of God. It's wicked when you get a right now word, but you continue to disregard it. It's wicked and it shows that you're blind. Blind to the point to where you can't be influenced persuaded or pushed to adhere to the written and reveal word of God. And so he mentions they're going to fall into a ditch. Literally a hole that somebody has dug. But because they're wicked, there is a reference to ditch in scripture. Let's go to Psalm 7 as I get ready to close. Let's go to Psalm 7 as I get ready to close. Everybody that still loves the pastor say, I love Pastor Walker as we... One more time as we're on our way to Psalm 7. Psalm 7, we'll start at verse 14. Behold, the wicked brings forth iniquity. Yes, he conceives trouble and brings forth falsehood. He of the wicked made a pit and dug it out and has fallen into the ditch. Get this, which he made. See, blind leaders dig the ditch for them and their followers to fall in. Again, has fallen into the ditch which he made. Verse 16. His trouble shall return upon his own head. And his violent dealing shall come down on his own crown. When you're blind, dis obeying the word, not receiving the word, Trouble is your destiny. Trouble in a ditch. I don't want to fall in no ditch and I don't want no trouble in no ditch. The antithesis of blind is sight. It's a blessing to know what we know. It's a blessing to be aware of the seasons of God. It is a blessing to know that God has better for his people. It's a blessing to know that God gives your shepherd a word week in and week out that's tailor made for your situation. 
Woo, who in here can testify that, that every time you go to your church, your preacher got something for you. Say to somebody, preacher, always put it on the plate for me. He always got something for me. I got to show you something. Sit down. I'm closing. Let's go to Matthew 13. And let's deal with sight. I just want to consider one verse about sight. Or one passage in reference to sight. Go with me to Matthew 13. And I want to consider verses 16 and 17. And I'm closing with this. Notice what Jesus said. And this is to his disciples. Y'all ready? He said, blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For surely, assuredly, connotes truthfully. For truthfully, I say to you, that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see. And did not see it. And to hear what you hear. And did not hear it. You'll be amazed at, at, at folks that are dying in dead churches. Wishing for just one message. That, like the messages you get week in and week out from your pastor. You'll be amazed at folks that, that, that are praying that, that God just give them a word. Give them some assurance in their trouble. Yeah, they read. They read what it says in the Bible. But see, the scripture is clear. The latter killeth, but it's the spirit that gives life. It's when God imputes a word in the belly of your preacher. It's when God imputes something in the belly of your pastor. And when your pastor comes forth and he releases that thing. It's that word that has the capacity to change your life for the better. That has the capacity to keep you from falling in a ditch. That has the capacity to raise you from the bottom to the top. That has the capacity to do for you what your job can't do for you. To do for you what your mom can't do for you. To do for you what nobody else can do for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm done. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.